Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. The meaning is really not too hard to discern when we take other truths of Scripture and bring them to bear. First of all, the strong man that he's talking about there is Satan. That's who he's talking about. And the goods that the strong man is trying to keep and protect are the souls of fallen humanity. The stronger one is the Messiah, the Son of God, Jesus, who invades the strong man's territory, who strips the strong man of his power and sets free those who had been held captive. I want you to see this in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul speaks of this very thing in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Notice what he says here. Paul writes, you were, you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. Now notice, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. This is how the stronger one demonstrated his strength. Verse 15, in this way, by taking the sins of humanity upon himself there at the cross, the Messiah, Jesus, disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Truth point number two uh, reminds us that far from being an agent of Satan, Jesus is the mighty one of God who invaded Satan's domain, stripped him of his power, and is actively setting captives free from his bondage, from their bondage. This man whom he had just delivered from demon possession and had restored his speech to him was just a foretaste of a a broader deliverance that would come through the cross and through the resurrection. And now we come to verse 23. Now, let me say that uh, before we get to verse 23, verses 24 through 26 go with the passage I'm reading. We could have gone on and continued, but I'm I'm saving those verses for next week and a very special message that I want to share with us. So, what we're going to do is we're going to stop at verse 23. After demonstrating with convincing arguments from logic and from Scripture that he was not in league with the devil, but in fact was the promised Messiah who brings an end to the devil's terrorism, Jesus makes a statement that brought sobriety to those who were listening that day, and listen carefully, brings us to a point of decision as well. Notice what he says. He says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. From the time that Jesus began his public ministry in Galilee, and now he is performing it in Judea, he has demonstrated from the scriptures, and he has demonstrated through undeniable miracles, including raising the dead to life, that he is the Messiah that Israel has been waiting for. And with all the weight of that evidence hanging over their heads, he draws a line in the sand and he says, you are either with me or you are against me. 
Catch this. There is no middle ground. The choice had to be made by the religious leadership of Israel. And they made their choice. They ascribed Jesus' works to Satan. And in just a few months, they would be responsible for leading the people to shout out, crucify him, crucify him. And even though they personally didn't hang him on the cross, they were responsible for pressuring Pilate to do it who didn't really want to do it. So they've made their decision. And that decision is going to be set in concrete in just a little bit. They chose to stay on the far side of the line in the sand and reject him. But what about you and me? What about you and me? Where do we stand today? This third truth point that I want to offer to you, I believe, is staggeringly important. And so I I pray that you'll pay careful attention to it. Where do you stand, my friend? Where do you stand Understand this, that any position short of declaring Jesus to be God's Son, which means you're declaring Him to be divine, any position short of declaring that Jesus was crucified for sin and was raised to new life puts us in the camp of the accusers of Luke chapter 11. Anything short of that. You want to talk about Him being a good man? You want to talk about him being a great rabbi? You want to talk about him being a great example for all of us to follow? You want to talk about him being a prophet? Go ahead. But understand that anything short of declaring within your own heart that Jesus is the Son of God, crucified for sin, and risen to new life, puts us not close to him, but as far away as you can get. Because we need to remember that there is no neutral ground. When it comes to Jesus, a choice must be made. Now, I know out in our community and in our world, and perhaps even in some of our churches, there are people who will say, but I don't want to make a choice. I don't want to make a choice. I feel more comfortable straddled over this fence. I don't know how you could. Any of you ever straddled a fence before and had your legs hanging down? It's not very comfortable. (laughs) I don't know how you can feel comfortable there. I mean, I want to be on one side or the other. But there's a lot of folks who would say that. Now listen to me carefully. Straddling the fence, not making a choice, is not an option that is available to you. If you think it is, it's only the delusion of your mind. But God in His sovereign power has designed it to be so that every man woman, boy, and girl must choose. They must decide. They must take a position. We need to realize there is no neutrality in the spiritual world. We're either aligned with the kingdom of God or we're aligned with the kingdom of Satan. And here's what I really want you to understand. And maybe I'm asking you to understand this not for you personally, because maybe you personally have already declared and you're on the right side. But just because you're on the right side doesn't mean your children are on the right side. It doesn't mean that your grandchildren are on the right side. It doesn't mean your neighbor is on the right side or anyone else. And so you need to be aware of this truth that I'm about to tell you, that a person who says, I don't want to make a choice and therefore I won't, only demonstrates that they are already deeply embedded in Satan's 
kingdom. Because there is no such thing as neutrality. Now, as I bring the wrap up to this message today, we can praise the Lord that the stronger one has prevailed. He has stripped the strong man of his power. And in the process of stripping the strong man from his power, he has provided the means by which we can be taken out of the kingdom of darkness and placed into the kingdom of light. Take a look at this well-worn passage with me this morning before we begin to close it up. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10 writes, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that's a choice, that's taking a position, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead because he died on the cross for our sins, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, that means is made right with God, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, listen to this carefully, the scripture says that everyone who believes in him, that is, believes in Jesus, will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Gentile, for the same Lord is Lord over all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So my question to us in the room today is, have we called on Jesus in faith and repentance? If you haven't, my invitation to you is to do that today. Take your stand today. Or should I say, maybe not take your stand, that suggests you haven't taken one yet. Change your stand today. Move to the side of the fence where Jesus stands. That's my invitation. And let me say that if you have yet to open your heart to Jesus, there's no other application from this message that can be made to your life. The only application can be, will I acknowledge my sin? Will I turn from it? And will I embrace Jesus as my Savior and Lord? So if you've yet to open your heart to Christ, please, today, do so. Now for the many in the room who are like me, people who have already called on Jesus, I want to make sure you understand what the takeaway is for you. I've said it once, I've said it twice, four times, this is the fifth or sixth. There is no middle ground for anyone. You say, Pastor, but I understand that. I've already, I've changed my declaration. I, I'm standing with Jesus. Fine, great. Understand, though, that there is an urgency for your family and your friends. Understand that your loved ones cannot stand on middle ground. Understand that your children cannot not decide. Understand that your grandchildren, this is an important issue for them. And so there's an urgency to pray for them. There is an urgency to witness to them. Because only the gospel of Jesus Christ can change their heart, their life, their eternity. I'm fearful that many of us whether we believe it outright or not, tend to behave as though, well, Jesus is good for me, (laughs) and I've believed, but, you know, I I don't want to impose my beliefs on them. Well, I don't advocate that you impose your beliefs on them either, but I do advocate you pray for them. And I do advocate that every opportunity you get Every open door you get to share of the love and the grace of God and what he has done in your own life, inviting them to do the same, you need to be taking it. Because if this little thing that we're all facing right now should tell us 
anything, it should tell us there is no guarantee of tomorrow. Now, I realize thousands aren't falling dead all over the place, but that's what everybody's afraid of. And there's no guarantee about tomorrow. So we need to have an urgency to pray and to witness. Secondly, it's concerning the way we live in this world. And I'm talking about the way I live and the way you live. And I'm fearful. I know so about me. I know so about me. And I'm fearful about some of you. That not on the issue of salvation, but on the issue of sanctification. On the issue of growing in Christ and leaving the world behind and embracing all things Christ. That some of us think we can stand on the middle ground. Or even dabble on the other side of the fence completely while professing our faith in Jesus over here. I just want to say to us, that's a dangerous place to be. And we need to be sober. And we need to be careful. And we need to realize that every day brings with it choices. Right ones and wrong ones. And by God's grace and by His power, we need to be siding with Him making the right ones. So if you get nothing else out of this message, do carry this away. There is no middle ground. Let us take our stand with Jesus. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.